You are listening to the Horse Radio Network, part of the Equine Network family. Welcome to this episode of the Disease Du Jour podcast on equine degenerative myeloencephalopathy, or EDM, with Dr. Emily Setlockwe. I'm your host, Kim Brown, editor of Equal Management, along with my co-host, digital editor, Carly Sisson. The Disease Du Jour podcast is brought to you in 2023 by Merck Animal Health. Emily Setlockwe, DVM, DACVIMMS, joined the team at Tryon Equine Hospital in North Carolina in August of 2015. She had completed a three-year internal medicine residency at the University of Pennsylvania's New Bolton Center. Prior to that, she did a large animal internship in medicine and surgery at the University of Guelph and obtained a master's degree from the University of Montreal in respiratory diseases of the horse. Thank you, Dr. Sitlockwe, for joining us today on Disease Du Jour to talk about EDM. Thanks, Kimberly. Um, and thank you to EquiManagement for having me here today to talk about EDM. So EDM, um, not to be confused with EPM, stands for Equine Degenerative Myeloencephalopathy. Um, this disease um, has been recognized for more than 40 years, and oftentimes we refer to a subtype of EDM as neuroxinal dystrophy, which is essentially a localized form of EDM. So EDM and NAD can essentially be used interchangeably. And so um, we know that EDM um, has to do with abnormalities specific to neurons in the brainstem and in the spinal cord. Um, and traditionally, we recognize this disease in young horses. Um, and there is a familial predisposition, um, especially in Lusitanos and Arabians. And the classic clinical signs of this disease that, again, has been recognized for more than 40 years is a symmetrical ataxia and tetraparesis, so ataxia and weakness. And there has been an association with low blood vitamin E levels. So that is the, the classic uh, sort of EDM. Um, again, that's been recognized for, for 40 plus years. The type of EDM I'm going to talk about is a little bit different. Um, over the last 10 years, there seems to have been a resurgence of this disease, um, but it's a different clinical presentation than the initial classic cases that we were seeing in the Lusitanos or the Arabians, the young horses with the low vitamin E level. And these horses are sort of a, a, a different population um, of cases. And these horses have cerebral signs um, of disease. For example, lack of normal flight response. Um, they can be uptunded, somnolent. They can have inconsistent menace response. Sometimes clients feel like they, they don't see yet their eyes seem normal based on a, an ophthalmic exam. Um, and they can also have signs of cerebellar dysfunction with head tremors, for example. Okay. Um, I'm going to go over a case that was brought to me in December yeah. 2020. This was an eight-year-old European imported warm blood. And this horse had been a perfect adult amateur jumper for a year. And then suddenly the horse starts 
having very bad behavior under saddle with bucking, bolting, spinning, which had been, which was very atypical for this um, imported horse. And over about a year, this behavior worsened and the owners felt that generally the horse seemed more dull in the stall. And there was no improvement in his behavior with changes in trainers multiple times, bits, treatment for gastric ulcers, hawk, back, neck injections, you name it. Um, the horse had been treated for Lyme disease and for EPM for 60 days just as a trial. Um, but the behavior under saddle worsened. And another more subjective finding is the horse just seemed unhappy. So eventually the horse um, presented to me at our hospital. And this was a year after the initial behavior change. And at that point, the horse's behavior had become erratic and dangerous. And he was no longer suitable to be ridden. He had developed a very mild ataxia. Again, very, very mild. Um, and I, I sort of had to, you know, convince the, the client that there was actually ataxia and, and neurological deficits. Yeah. Um, and so finally, I got to do a neurological evaluation. And my findings were um, a sort of dull mentation, just seemed very depressed. Otherwise, normal cranial nerves a grade one out of five ataxia. So again, very mild ataxia. I proceeded onwards with a spinal tap, which showed a mild increase in total protein on cytology, but otherwise um, cytologically unremarkable. Lyme multiplex testing was negative in the blood and in the CSF. And the EPM, SAC234, ELISA, CSF to blood ratios uh, were negative for both sarcocystis and neospora. And the horse had a normal blood vitamin E level. Wow. So at that point in time, you know, we didn't really have any conclusive um, findings, at least based on the, on the spinal tap results, except for that very mildly elevated total protein. And so we proceeded with cervical radiographs um, and the horse had some mild arthropathy at C4, 5, 5, 6, 6, 7, facet articulations, um, normal sagittal ratios, so nothing on the cervical radiographs that was overtly exciting. But we did go ahead and, and proceed with a cervical myelogram um, to try to rule out a wobbler that maybe was not yeah. um, very clear on, on plain um, survey radiographs of the neck. And on the myelogram, um, there was no evidence of spinal cord compression, so it was negative for compression. A subjective finding is that the contrast columns that surrounded the cord were um, very wide, and the cord looked very small in relationship to the, the wide contrast columns. Um, that horse was euthanized while under general anesthesia, and at postmortem, that horse had um, lesions consistent with EDM, so degeneration of the brainstem and of the spinal cord. And so this kind of case is very different than the EDM cases that we learned about in vet school and that yeah. have been reported for over 40 years. And so that is one example of, unfortunately, many cases that I have seen in the last several years here in private practice. 
And there have been um, similar cases throughout the U.S. Um, and Dr. Amy Johnson at New Bolton Center does um, does see a lot of horses with EDM and, and does some research in that area. Um, and what stands out in these horses from the original description of cases is these horses are generally older. They are five to 15 years of age. They're predominantly worm bloods, oftentimes European imported, but not, not always consistently. And it's the behavior change that seems to be a very different feature than those kind of original EDM cases. And so I can ask the question, is this the same EDM that we're seeing or is it a different disease or is it a same disease, but a a different subtype? Um, And the answer to that is we don't know. Um, Could it be the same disease, but it's a delayed onset and maybe there's a genetic basis um, or there's, differences in oxidative stressors that those horses were exposed to early on in life? Um, Or are they just cases that were missed early on and that were pegged as bad horses with bad training um, and so forth? Today's Disease Does Your Podcast is brought to you by Merck Animal Health's Protozil 1.56% diclaseral antiprotozoal pellets. Effectively treating EPM doesn't have to be difficult. Reach for Protozil, easy-to-administer top-dressed alfalfa pellets, a safe and effective treatment that starts working fast without a loading dose. Learn more at MerckAnimalHealthUSA.com. Do not use Protozil in horses with known hypersensitivity to diclaseral. Safety has not been studied in breeding, pregnant, or lactating horses. For complete safety information, please read label. How would you diagnose this disease in a living horse? Unfortunately, there is no antemortem diagnosis for EDM. Um, While there was um, some research being done on um, uh, an axonal um, degeneration biomarker known as phosphorylated neurofilament heavy chain, also known as PNHF. this biomarker of axon damage um, hasn't been shown to be um, overall very helpful in, in decision-making because it had a very low sensitivity. So this test was commercially available up until fairly recently, and you could test it in the blood and the CSF <laughs> with the thought that you could try to um, look for horses that had signs of essentially degeneration pre-mortem. Unfortunately, due to low sensitivity, um, the test is um, no longer being used commercially. Okay. That answers your question there. So unfortunately, we don't have a good way to diagnose this disease, um, short of a, a brainstem uh, or you know, spinal cord biopsy, which obviously we're not going to do in a, in a live yeah. birth. And so diagnosing these cases can be very challenging, and oftentimes it ends up being a diagnosis of exclusion. Um, and so my typical workup for these horses is one, a very thorough neurologic and, you know, physical exam and trying to get a good gauge of the history on these horses. So oftentimes the thing we look for are, okay, it's a warm blood or maybe another breed with sort of vague behavioral signs, unpredictable behavior, erratic behavior, dangerous behavior. Another thing that we'll see with these horses is they tend to have an inconsistent menace response. 
um, again, their flight or flight responses seem to be um, affected. Um, they do, they will have ataxia, but a lot of the times it's subtle ataxia, um, a grade one to two ataxia um, can be more than that, but oftentimes it's mild. These horses may also exhibit some um, sensory abnormalities of the head and neck. They may be very itchy, have pruritus. We've also seen some horses with um, paraphimosis, so they're constantly dropping their penises. Um, recently, I had a horse that was confirmed to have EDM at necropsy, and that horse would only travel in one direction. It's like everything... The right side, he would go over some trot poles and jump, and then everything from the left, he just couldn't. He would just stop. Um, it was a it was a one direction type of horse, and this was a, a new behavior. Yet um, his ophthalmic exam was normal. Yet the owner perceived um, that there were visual deficits going one direction. Um, in terms of diagnostic test findings, so once we've done the neurological exam, um, we'll of course do cervical radiographs, especially if there's ataxia in all four limbs. A lot of the times with these horses, there may be some um, osteoarthritic change in the neck um, where the radiographs may be normal. Um, we'll do a cervical myelogram to try to rule out CBSM. Um, and a lot of times the, the myelograms are just normal. Um, there have been some reports though of horses that had concomitant CBSM and those get to be tricky cases if you have an EDM also with a with wobbler syndrome. Um, yeah. So those can be tricky. Um, and this is more of a subjective finding, but on some of these EDM cases, we feel like the contrast columns seem rather large in comparison to the diameter of the cord, suggesting that you could have a, a smaller or um, hypoplastic spinal cord, um, yeah. the degeneration. The spinal fluid cytology on these horses usually is normal. Occasionally I've seen a, a high protein level, but most of the time it's underwhelming. Um, obviously we test for EPM uh, in the blood and in the spinal fluid with a ratio that's negative. Um, the lion multiplex essays may be positive or negative depending on exposure. And the vitamin E levels on these horses are actually usually normal, unlike those um, sort of historical cases that we just talked about. Um, and then um, you asked me about, you know, other testing for antemortem diagnosis. And we talked about the PNHF, which um, is not commercially available anymore, but unfortunately, um, while testing for a biomarker of degeneration, you know, sounds like it's the thing to do for a degenerative disorder. Um, we just have yet to find one that's going to be, you know, very accurate for this disease. Um, so, you know, unfortunately, this is a, a very sad condition and um, the findings are, are usually at autopsy. Um, and when I have a, a case that is going to be euthanized and I suspect is disease, I do usually give the, the pathologist a heads up that that's what I'm looking for to make sure that the um, we don't miss any lesions. So the prognosis for this type of EDM is, is pretty bleak. 
Correct. The prognosis is pretty bleak. Now, some horses can be, you know, maintained as, as pasture pets um, for some time. Um, I do usually recommend vitamin E suppl- uh, supplementation um, as a you know, neuroprotectin and antioxidant. But unfortunately, I have not found that that has changed the horse's behavior um, or signs dramatically. Um, some owners choose to euthanize for, for safety concerns. And also, this may be more of a subjective findings, but a lot of owners with EDM horses seem to tell me that they feel their horses are just not happy anymore. They just seem dull. They just seem um, not the horse that they had. And that seems to be a recurrent theme is this is not the horse I purchased or this is not the horse I had a year ago. My horse has changed. Um, I can recall from some of the first EDM horses that I I saw owners that told me I don't recognize my horse anymore and my horse doesn't recognize me. And while I always saw that was, um, you know, just an owner saying that, I, I do believe now that it is true that some horses, their their personality changes and obviously the architecture of their brain and, and spinal cord changes as well. Um, and sadly, in in private practice here, I feel that I see a lot of these horses that um, have been through a lot of uh, trainer changes, bit changes, diagnostic testing, injections, you know, musculoskeletal evaluations to try to figure out why they've changed. Um, and it's oftentimes, you know, a year down the road that we say, okay, this is not a bad horse. This is a, a neurological disorder. Um, that's very sad. Yeah. Yeah, that that is bad. And well, Dr. Sitlaqui, is there anything else? I mean, this is um this is something for veterinarians to be on the lookout for if they're seeing these types of things. And and I think you've given them, especially with your case study, a kind of a heads up and a direction to help them. So is there anything else you'd like to uh to add as a tip or a trick that you have learned with dealing with this type of EDM? What I would say um, to veterinarians that are looking at horses that have sort of, you know, vague behavioral signs, they seem mildly neurologic, they have some proprioceptive deficits, is to say, you know, refer them in for oral neural workups, spinal tap, because obviously um, EDM could look like EPM or something else. Make sure we rule out all the other disorders out there that are, are more treatable. And then, um, you know, pay close attention to things like cranial nerve exam, look for visual deficits or other um, other odd signs and, and listen carefully to those owners um, when they say, um, when they suggest, you know, that there's been a personality change um, in the horse. Now, obviously not every horse with bad behavior out there has EDM, but I think that um, we just need to be on the lookout for the disorder. And, and sometimes I'll tell clients, listen, this really sounds like an EDM horse, but I'm I'm not sure. Let's rule out the other things we can, um, you know. And I, I try not to condemn a horse until we've we've gone through the the diagnostic process. Um, and, and sometimes, you know, giving them time and seeing how they evolve over time is also a way to reaffirm the diagnosis when they deteriorate. And I, I think it's very hard to know. Some horses deteriorate very slowly. Some deteriorate really quickly. Um, and sort sort of some sort of plateau kind of for years being, you know, abnormal, but, but still functional. Okay. Well, 
I really want to thank you, Dr. Lockley, for joining us today on this episode of Disease Du Jour. I think you've, you've probably helped a lot of uh, veterinarians out there with some tough cases. And a big thanks to our audience for listening to Disease Du Jour. And a special thanks to our sponsor this year, Merck Animal Health, who gives us the opportunity to have these discussions. And if you have any questions or suggestions, send an email to me at kbrown, that's the letter, kbrown, at equinenetwork.com. 